Welcome back to another episode of In the Vault. And we have some sports to talk about, maybe even more than football for once. And yeah, we'll, we'll see. We're going to start with football. Let's start, start with, with football. Uh, let's say college is definitely much more interesting currently than the NFL. So let's start with the NFL and get into some recaps. Thursday night football last week was for the true sickos. Yeah. Definitely. And hardos. I'm going to guess you watch zero seconds. Yeah, definitely. There, there was no chance that I was going to watch any of this game. It was a big game for Bears fans because they needed they own the Panthers pick. And yeah. they needed to win this game. In so much that any game could possibly be a big game for either of those teams. Yeah, that this was one. So they, I think they currently are like one in four or something right now, which would still theoretically put them in the Caleb and Harrison combo, but... Harrison, I'm, I'm, I see he's on some mocks. He's first. Uh, but I think that's what the Bears are shooting for. If they keep Carolina at one, it'll work out. That'd be a franchise-changing draft. I'm not sure a draft could be more franchise-changing. Uh, yeah. Either one of those guys could be a franchise-changing draft. Let's get both, both of them. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, we're going back to Europe for the next game. Yet again. Why are we still doing this, and why are we sending them teams that can put up 10 and 6 points? They got to watch Gardner Minshew against uh, Mac Jones. Mac jo- <laughs> well, Mac Jones slash Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi, yeah. The disrespect in a two-minute two minute drill to pull your starter and put in a cold quarterback down four is hilarious and disrespectful. Definitely. I do like you, it. Do you think Belichick's coaching the Pats next year? No. I don't, I don't so. know that there's anybody, maybe even quarterback and beyond, that's associated with this Pats team that will be here next year. It's just time. It was rough. It was rough from a – I mean, you're not going to want to hear this. And one of ours – we played each other in both leagues this week, went one and one. If they don't do that little dump to Demario Douglas at the end of the first half when they should you. when yeah. they should have thrown a hail mary, because I got like three point two points, I think. That's too bad. Or the Jonathan Taylor touchdown that shouldn't have happened. But other than with the Colts right now, it's tough because Jonathan Taylor's back to being Jonathan Taylor. I think he got twenty four opportunities to Moss's one, but they just don't have anything else. Like you can't. It's not like you can keep them. Honest with the past, New England is just tough, tough, tough to watch. I, and as a matter of fact, I won't watch them again this year. Yeah, definitely not. Even if they're on prime time, I'd love to hear some of the opinions of the like Germans and English people. Like, surely they're thinking, why are they doing this to us? And you had to know, like, the casual German, like, oh, I like American football, which does happen in Europe. Mm-hmm. They had to be like, where's Tom Brady? <laughs> Yeah. Because if I'm like, it would be like me in soccer. If in six years or in four years, PSG comes over, I'm be like, where's Messi and Mbappe and the Brazilian guy? Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, they that could not have been a good time for them. And as an American, I apologize. Eh, I don't. You know, two world wars. Like, <laughs> you you kind of deserve Colts pads. <laughs> Houston at Cincy, CJ Stroud continues to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, 356 and a game-winning drive. Uh, no yeah, T. Higgins maybe the most this. impressive thing. It, Noah Brown had 172 yards receiving. Um, I didn't see. What did that do to our Bengals Super Bowl odds? Did that? Did this help a lot? Because I, I still think that they're it's a little. For yeah, that. it's a little bit better to get in on them now. Um, it didn't move them down as much as I had hoped because I was going to double dip. Yeah, uh, and use one of those. ESPN bet is doing what? Four free $50 bets, correct? Four free 50s. All you have to do is bet something. Not a plug. But the Bengals Super Bowl isn't a bad way to spend one of those 50s. No. They do have a big one tonight that we'll get into later, but uh, it's looking muddy for the playoff picture pretty much everywhere. Uh, New Orleans at Minnesota. Josh Dobbs had another good game. That was cool to see. Um, I mean, he's still not good, but he is better than. Like. For the situation they were in, they couldn't have possibly done better. And looking at their schedule, they're going to be in the playoffs. Josh Jobs is going to start a playoff game. It, so. The offense is going to get better here shortly, too. When, when J.J. comes back, like... Could be as soon as this week. He's been doing it with kind of meh talent. He's about to do it with elite talent. We got awesome Jameis and hilarious Jameis. He had, 
He had so he had a long touchdown to Olave. He had a touchdown completely across the field where he put a jump ball up for some other receiver. That was awesome. It was an insane idea even to throw that ball. <laughs> it works, but it was an insane idea and even then he to had try. A, he had a couple very, very bad throws. Are um, they bad or are they just funny? They're funny. I feel like they're that... funny and bad. They are funny and bad. But they uh I don't I haven't heard. Is he is he the QB for now? Is Carr hurt? Heard. Um, I mean I hope he is. He he's certainly more interesting than Derek Carr. Speaking of interesting, ice cream, Green Bay Pittsburgh, <laughs> very interesting. Christian Honestly, Watson's bad. Way more points than I would have guessed. Yeah, it, uh, Pittsburgh is six and three somehow. This is shocking to me. They've been outgained in every game. Mike Tomlin defense is pretty good, but they uh, at six and three. I saw the odds yesterday to get them to miss the playoffs. I believe it's plus money right now. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to be in the playoffs somehow. <sighs> Tennessee-Tampa, another absolutely boring game to watch. Um, I mean, Baker outplayed Will Levis. I'm starting to come off of my Titans are 4 out of 10 stance. Uh, they're bad. There's they're a chance a, that that may not actually be true. I I think there's a really good chance they only win a couple more games I can't believe year. they didn't trade Derrick Henry. Yeah, that... I, it's such a throwaway season. They should have traded Hopkins and Henry. What are those two doing? They're not going to be around in three years. Go, I mean, I think I said this exact thing a couple weeks ago. Go Levis, Spears, and Burks, and just see what you got. Yeah. And Chig. It, it, they're playing this game where they're like trying to balance guys that can win now, guys can't win now. They're going to win four games this year. It's all yeah, at three and six, you don't have to balance anymore. No. It is what it is. Sam Fran, one fully healthy, still awesome. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sh- – I mean, yes, they are. Uh, I feel like we are very quick to be like, oh, it was just a blip on the the Brock Purdy thing. Are we sure it was a blip? I don't even know if it has – like, I don't know if he has to be that good when he has everybody sure. there. Kind of early early stage Brady Super Bowl runs. When, when you're down weapons and you have to rely on the quarterback to do a little bit more than usual, you need a good quarterback. When They just have so many weapons. Two big things from this game I want to ask about. The did you see what they did with McCaffrey on the last drive? I did. That was so funny. It's so it's so strange. I'm not sure that I would have guessed that that Shanahan was that type of guy at 34-3. I just can't believe he didn't get in. And like so, red zone cut to it, and Scott's like, "They're clearly trying to get McCaffrey a touchdown." Didn't get it on third, fourth down. They went for it. Um, at, up 34 to three. They just split McCaffrey out wide and threw him a jump ball. They're like, "Let's try this." <laughs> I like it. And um, the other thing is, are are the Jags good? That is a good question. For six and three team, I have no idea. And we have to ask from a fantasy perspective, especially after week one, has I have another name in mind. How many people have been as disappointing as Calvin Ridley? Yeah, it's not even so much that he's been bad, but he was bad after week one. Mm-hmm. Like there was, we saw what it could be and it hasn't been that again. Um, I mean, I'm sure you're going to say Tony Pollard. Yes. That's a pretty, pretty obvious one. Um, after week one, if you were sitting with Pollard Ridley as RB one, wide receiver one, you're like championship. You're just, you're figuring out how you're spending your winnings. Yeah. Not so much. Since then Pollard hasn't scored Ridley. Did both touchdowns come in week one? I think they might've, he hasn't scored. In nine games, he has 35 catches and two touchdowns, which means in eight games, he has like 25 catches and no touchdowns. Uh, it's pretty weird. Christian Kirk would have been a nice trade target after that first week. and There was no way to see that coming, no. though. There was no reason after after week one to think it was going to be anything but Ridley, a top five wide receiver season. And Jags have not an easy schedule. It is they go i mean they get the titans next but then they go texans, bengal's, browns, ravens. I mean that's a tough stretch. They get in, they're going to earn it. I, um, I like that though. Cleveland, Baltimore. Did you were you able to watch much of our I did see this, this one, yeah. Baltimore's in clear control this entire game and absolutely blew it in the fourth quarter. Um it was it was shaping up to be a Rob Come in here. You guys are all about to meet Rob of Who the Hell is Rob fame on my first. He's an interesting character. I don't know how to explain it. You'll, um, you'll learn. But he is a big Browns fan. Um, 
Rob, come take a seat, buddy. Um, it was shaping up to be a classic Cleveland loss when they scored to quote unquote tie the game late and missed the extra point. What was going through your mind when the extra point missed? I did typical Cleveland Browns. I really thought we were going to lose again. Can you tell the viewers where you were watching this game? It was at Brothers here in South Bend. Why? That's where I watch every single Cleveland Browns game. Why weren't you watching at home? Because I don't have the NFL package. Oh, there's a funnier story here. Why were you not watching at home? Did you have power? Oh, that's right. I mean, that's part of the other reason why I didn't watch it at home. You were sitting in the dark? I mean, it was 2 o'clock, so no, it wouldn't be in the dark. Did you, en- a- did you enjoy any food and or beverage? Absolutely not. So you roll into Brothers. Well, Brothers, when we say it's like a local bar restaurant here in South Bend, you don't order anything? Oh, yeah, I order. It's, it's lunch. That's what he just, just asked, asked you. Did you have food or food or <laughs> beverage? I thought you were talking about at being home. If I was at home, I wouldn't have any food. Oh, no, at Brothers. Okay. Yeah, I hate a Red Brothers. What's your go-to order? <sighs> there's several different things, but, I mean, there's – there's obviously the burgers, so I like the burgers. What about a doctor? You consume Dr. Pepper? Yes. I always have Dr. Pepper. That's uninteresting. Fair enough. So Cleveland, Baltimore. Cleveland ended up sneaking it out. Um, Deshaun Watson is hurt for the year. What's your thoughts? As So you're right in the middle of a playoff race. Like, you're there right now. You could make the playoffs. You just lost your quarterback, who hasn't been very good, but it's still your starting quarterback. What's your thoughts on the rest of the year? It's it's going to be a tough go at getting the, to the playoffs. So there's a there's still a chance. I mean, because Deshaun really hasn't played very well, and if he hasn't played very well, and we're still sneaking out wins, we get a backup in there to sneak out those wins for us as well. So I think there's still a chance. Obviously, we're not going to win the AFC North, so we're going to have to get in there as a wild card. But being in the playoffs is still – there's there's opportunity. There's a hope there. Are you a Deshaun Watson fan? Absolutely not. Are you a Brian Kelly fan? No. Are you a Victor Wembanyama fan? Yes. Who won the 1994 NBA title? The Rockets. 85. Lakers. 88. Lakers. 2000. Lakers. 2001. Lakers. 2009. Lakers. Are you just saying Lakers? Man, Lakers Lakers must be awesome. All right, Rob. Thank you, buddy. That was our Cleveland Browns with Cleveland Superfan. Go Spurs, go. And Spurs, you're probably asking yourself, why is he a Browns and a Spurs fan? Don't know. I don't know. He's also a Brewers fan. Couldn't even begin to describe that. And an LSU fan. Uh, but that's that was a look into the head of Robert Cahill. But Cleveland DTR is going to be QB again, which I'm very excited to watch. Yes, that um, that factors in heavily to my picks. Okay, so you'll get to that over under too. We'll talk about that later. Uh, yes, yeah, sure. I okay. mean no, I I don't have that part in my pick. Okay, but. well then let's just mention the over under for them versus Pittsburgh this Pittsburgh. week is 33. In an NFL football game. I'm not. I don't feel comfortable betting that either. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm not going to touch that. It's very funny. Baltimore probably should have won that game. Um, they definitely. And I feel. I can't remember for sure, but I feel like this is not the first time that something like that. No, happened. they on. Uh, I think we've Pittsburgh said this before. Game? We always have get up on. And apparently they are far and away the worst fourth quarter team of the NFL this year. Like they've blown, blown like a lot when of When you leads. go into the playoffs, that's not a big deal. So they, uh, they from a fantasy perspective, though, Keaton Mitchell looked awesome again, barely touching the ball again. Harbaugh has said he's going to get him more involved tonight. It's going to happen. I think even 10 carries, he's it would be huge for him. I'm not sure he gets to 10 carries. I, yeah. He loves Gus Bus and Justice Hill. 10, car- 10 carries is going to be enough. And how do you not use somebody who's so clearly the best option? And it is when you get heat all week for usage, like we'll get to it, but we actually it's next. We can get to it. We saw with Arthur Smith. He had a whole week of getting heat on not using Bijan. Bijan. And <laughs> it's becoming a thing. Both him and Janu. They're becoming things. Um 
And he got 22 carries. Yep. And looked awesome. Uh, they still lost the game because Kyler Murray looked pretty good, too. He did. And Very surprising. Again, I'm going to keep tooting this horn from three weeks ago. I said, don't walk, run. Go get Trey McBride. Trey McBride, yep. That dude. I was curious how that was going to was gonna work going from quarterback to quarterback, but it's it stuck in, he, a, in a big way. That dude can ball. And Arizona will at least be, like, not horrible to watch the rest of the yeah, year. Yeah, they'll be frisky. They uh, McBride eight for one thirty one on nine targets. Um, I do think I mean, he's a uh, every week starter at this yes, point. Yes, hundred percent. But I do think Hollywood Brown's a guy you might want to go grab too because they're still like they're more fun now. They're still bad. They're still going to be throwing. I don't know a if I have the ton. chance to put three Cardinals in my lineup. I'm going to do it every time. Kyler Hollywood McBride, absolutely. Keontae Ingram, definitely um, Keontae Ingram. Atlanta is kind of up against it, making the playoffs now. Who cares? They're be- who care? I'm so sick of this team. They have talent. They should they make. Have, they should oh, they win a, the South. That's part of why I'm so sick of this team. And we got Desmond Ritter back. Awesome. Uh, Detroit Chargers. This game was awesome. Yeah, this, this was, was a, so much fun. Defense optional, which for the Chargers, again, who cares? The Chargers, we know that's the case. They brought in a defensive coach. They spent all that money on defense. It still sucks. Um, Lions, bit of an issue because they have a little higher aspirations. They got to shore up this defense. I also think that was a little bit of playing the hands they were dealt. Like this was, don't get me wrong. Like there, there are still issues there, but this was also a game where it just didn't matter. Like sometimes I feel like everything just goes out the window and it's just back and forth. I don't know. I'm if I were a Lions fan, I wouldn't be too concerned about. And that. this was which we'll get into. It was the stack I gave you last week yep. of uh, Herbert and Quentin Johnson. Herbert went for three twenty three and four tutties. One of those to Quentin Johnson. Um, but there was a time, there was a period in this game, a pretty significant period where he lost Keenan Allen and his two receivers out there were Jalen Guyton and Quentin Johnson. Uh, I hate that he resigned with the chargers, but, uh, speaking of up against it to make the playoffs, the chargers are up against it to make the, to yeah, make playoffs. definitely. And they have, uh, kind of a tough schedule too. To be fair, they, they've been up against it for a while now. Yeah. Like, even though they've been playing better and have started winning games, like they, they started off so slow that there it was always going to be an uphill battle. And giving up 30, 40 points, like they have, like, a, you're not going to win many games that way. Which they have dudes on defense. I don't know how they consistently do this. Yeah. No, you win fans that way, you lose games yeah. that way. You have Bosa and Mack on both edges, Kenneth Murray at linebacker, Darwin James in the back end, but they can't figure it out. Um, speaking of not being able to figure it out, the New York Giants. <laughs> I'm not sure there's a world in which they can figure it out from this current situation. If I were a diehard Giants fan, I wouldn't watch another game. Yeah, definitely. You don't have to do it to yourself. Life can be happy. Tommy DeVito was your quarterback. Who Dak looked like, honestly, it looked like though, um, like he was at Miss State playing um, Mississippi Baptist. Yeah, the, the team that they play before, actually this, this week. Before uh, rivalry week. And since they were down all game, Tommy DeVito had to throw the ball 27 times, which is a lot. How many yards? 69. 86. On 27 attempts. That's bad. Um, Dak threw 35 times for 404 and 4. And we are also, not surprisingly, getting to the point where CeeDee Lamb... Is he's a stud. Balling. Yeah. He's the ESPN's number one overall player for this week. Three straight games with 150 yards and almost like 15 targets per game over that time. Every time you throw him the ball, it seems like it's a big play. He's a stud. He's very good. Tony Pollard, on the other hand. Less good. Like going into this week, it was the get right week for Pollard. So like mm-hmm. he yeah. was supposed to have a huge week. Game scripts, everything. He, looking at this, wasn't even targeted. Awesome. So 5.5 points is what Pollard ended up with. Meanwhile, backup Rico Dowdle had 14 points. Is Rico Dowdle Tony Pollard? Pollard yes. and Tony Pollard? Yes, it's the Spider-Man meme. Tony Pollard has looked like basically Zeke this year. Has right. Does not have a touchdown since week one. He's not catching the ball. He's not involved in the passing game. And he's not scoring at the goal line. Like, I... It's tough sledding for him right now, but the Cowboys are... It'd be are... cool if you, like, traded for him early in the season, right? Yeah, in a dynasty league. <laughs> I don't even remember who I gave up. I think your boy Puka. I think I gave mm. up Puka. Boy. Yeah, that's a wash. Um, commies, 
versus Seattle. Another nice game for Sam Howell. Sam Howell. Still. I ch- I choose to not focus on the win or the loss. The performance. He was good again. Still balling. Went for three twelve and three touchdowns. No picks. Like he's he is balling. Um, Gino had a good game. Uh, Seahawks offense still looked like I thought this was going to be a get right game for DK, which he had a fine game, but he didn't didn't get in the end zone. To yet quote again. the kids, they are the definition of mid. Yeah, I mean that it, that just is the case. Youths. Um, and if you look at, I want to look at leaders and, yeah, I mean, on a lot, like Sam Howell's thrown for the most yards in the NFL. He does have one more game than most of the guys. Um, touchdowns, he's, like, he's tied with these guys. Ever heard of them? Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. No. Tied with those guys. Again, one more game than those guys, but still, he's he's pretty good. He's a good player. Um, and then the last game before we get to the hilarious Monday Night Football, they got to quit putting the Jets in prime time. Yes, definitely. Like it's not over. Do you know this? No, it's, it's not over. It's happening again. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not how, over. How far out though? Maybe maybe we still get Aaron in that game. It is. A, <laughs> I mean, we're not. It is a Christmas game, so maybe we do. We won't. It is them versus DTR and the Browns on Monday oh Night my Football. Gosh, <laughs> uh, that's fun. Christmas, so that's like what a month out. Yeah, he might play in that game. I mean, if they're way out of the playoffs, how far out of the playoffs are they? Two games, I think, right now. Yeah. Um, You're not making up ground. They also have the game of the week four twenty five kick this week against the Bills. Um, I don't have much to say about. This game, no, so no interest. Speaking of the Bills, interest. Oh my gosh, I hit the live line. They started. They got plus, so they're playing Denver at home, prime time game. You have to win, have to win, have to win, have to win at five. And no four. reason to think they're going to lose the game. They started plus, hitting the plus line, and never left it like early second quarter. So I just kept hammering it, hammering it, hammering it. I stay up. Because I'm also in a very tight fantasy matchup with you. Mm-hmm. It was one Somehow. that should have gone, should have been over in the first quarter. It carried into the fourth quarter. Yeah, I had like 18 points to work with, and you had Allen Diggs. And Diggs. Something like that. And uh, Sertan absolutely bottled up Diggs, so that he was a no factor. Josh had three, four turnovers, whatever he ended up with. That was a killer. They come down late, so I'm like, I'm like, all right, this is their last possession. At least they need a... Or no, they could have kicked field goal, um, but Josh both he ran for a touchdown with both. Give me the fantasy win and pending the extra point which they hit put them up. So I was like, "Hell, let's go to bed. This is awesome." Yes. So that's exactly what I did. I went to bed. I wake up the next morning. I pull up the app. I'm like, "What happened here? <laughs> they lost." And they and didn't just lose. Missed field goal. Twelve guys on the field. And then hit a game winner. Uh, I'll tell you what, though. If you combine that with what you guys did on the last play against Ohio State, perfect. But what the Bills did is way better. Because you, like, they can't take advantage, really, of a 12 guys on the field. No. It's like, at worst, you're making them do it again. Mm-hmm. Or with Notre Dame, it's like, they can take it's advantage over. just to climb the penalty. Yeah. Um, it, I... I'm not a McDermott guy. I've never been a McDermott guy. I think he's a defensive coordinator masquerading as a head coach. You think he's a fraud? I just don't think he's a head coach. And they threw Dorsey under the bus. That's fine. They are obviously missing Brian Dayball, but I don't. You know what they say about teams that fire the coordinator? Is Rob okay out there? I don't, we should probably go. Uh, I just heard a huge bang. Huge thud. He goes, yeah, I'm just getting lunch here. Doesn't explain it a huge thud. A very <laughs> loud thud from a different room. <laughs> um, I think I hear him giggling. So, yeah, that's it with the NFL. Looking toward next week, I have a money line I like and then a money line parlay, so I only have two. I yeah. have, let's see, I have a spread I like. Chargers are minus three going yeah. to Lambo. I don't. I don't understand this one. Like, and the Chargers season's over if they lose. It is 
It's not Extreme kind of over if they lose. It's dogs. over if they lose. And we're to the point where Green Bay needs to, needs to be losing. Um, obviously, that will inevitably mean that the Packers win this game. But Chargers minus three is as easy as it gets. Also, as easy as it gets, Pittsburgh going to Cleveland to face DTR. Give me the Steelers. They're plus 100 on the money line. Yeah, that's those are my two lines. And then I have a teaser. My two lines, and then we'll talk a little futures, is I like the Bengals' money line tonight against the Ravens. Yep, I like that too. The Bengals' season isn't over if they lose the game, but it's definitely an uphill climb. It's harder, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure that I'm giving you hungry dogs there, though. Yeah. There, there is room there. They're still, yeah, they're still very much in it if they lose, but it definitely makes it quite a bit difficult. It's a big, and it's it, a big game. And it hurts a lot with... You know, tiebreakers and Bigger such. game than it should be on for a Thursday night game. I have a money line parlay, Chargers just to win at Lambeau, mm-hmm. and the Bills just to win against the Jets. That's plus money. That's and crazy. That's, it, that's a slam dunk. It is two teams. It is two talented teams, two top-end quarterbacks that seasons are over if they lose this yep. week. That is the hungriest of dogs. So that I will be hammering. Absolutely. Um, um, Did you have something I have futures? one more. I have a teaser. So we learned today that FanDuel lets you pick uh, how big of a teaser you want. So I have a five-team 11.5-point teaser. This is obviously a new toy. We're going to play with it in a lot of different ways. Um, but five teams, this would be – and it pays out plus 100. So that five teams for plus 100. Miami, uh, they host Las Vegas. The, the 11.5 takes them to minus one. Jacksonville uh, hosting the Titans. That takes them to plus four and a half. Uh, Cowboys at Carolina. This moves them to plus one. Just need them to win. Lions hosting the Bears. It takes them to plus four. And Bills hosting the Jets takes them to plus four and a half. So you have Bills plus four and a half. Lions plus four. Cowboys plus one. Jags plus four and a half. And Dolphins minus one. And that pays out even. It's a lot of games, but they're all pretty good bets. They're all pretty good bets. We'll see how this toy works. I'll either love it or hate it by this time next week. I guess we'll find <laughs> out. They um, Talking some futures. Super Bowl, nothing's really juicy. You were asking about where the Bengals are at. So I got the Bengals at 28-1. to 1. You probably um, can't get that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't see when this – when I put – oh, place 10-7. So that's five weeks ago or so. They're currently at thirteen to one. However, if they lose well, tonight, I yeah, think that goes to like time to hit twenty to one. If you still believe, which um, I still do. Other than that, there's nothing juicy uh, to make the playoffs. Depending, like you can get the Bills at plus two hundred if you think they turn uh, it around. What about the Steelers? Steelers, you can get no at plus one hundred five. Yeah, not, yes, at minus one thirty. Other than that, there's nothing too juicy unless you think the Patriots are going to sneak in. I do not. Um, you can get the Vikings at no at plus 155, but I I think they get in. I think so too, but that that's interesting. I'm not going to do it, but I could see why you would. Um, and you can get the Texans at no at plus 105. I like that a lot better. Yeah. I'm not – I honestly, I'm kind of rooting for them at this point, but falling off a cliff is definitely within the realm of possibilities. MVP, nothing stands out. Um, CJ has to be near the top at this point. Uh, there's seven guys ahead of him, really? including Brock Purdy. So if you like CJ, you can get him at 25 to 1 right now. I don't, but. Ahead of him is McCaffrey, Burrow, Tua, Lamar, Mahomes, and Hurts. I think it's Whatever. pretty safe to say that's going to come from that group. Um, and then lastly, I want to talk about a little bit. A bit. If you have a little bit of just a couple extra dollars you want to throw around, there's a chance. It's not great, but there's a chance that I think Marvin Harrison goes first in the draft. And the right team would have to get it, and then it would have to be known, like, we don't need to trade up to the one to, like, say the Cardinals, Mm -hmm. and they're like, we're going to stick with Kyler. It would have to be known, like, they're definitely taking Harrison, so the bidding starts at number two. Because if the bidding starts at number one for Caleb or May, that screws everything up and teams will move up to one. For example, if the Panthers stay where they're at and the Bears get the pick, um, I mean, there's a, there's a chance, like, if they have one, two, they can go Marvin Caleb. They don't have to go Caleb Martin. Marvin, he's 20 to one. 
That's huge odds to be the first pick. The last time I poo-pooed long Marvin odds, I don't think it really worked yeah. out very well. I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, sure. it's very unlikely that it happens. Like, Caleb Williams is still minus 400. It would take a catastrophe. What, 20 to 1. 20 to 1. 20 to 1. Um, um, yeah, I don't I don't hate that. And every... What, is, what has changed drastically with draft odds is you have five guys who are below 40 to 1, and then a ton of guys at 40 to 1. If you want to get crazy, one of these 40 to 1 guys... I, I wouldn't. It's... And you're drastically overthinking it if you think it's going to be would, anyone other than those two. And outside of the Caleb May Harrison, the other two that are somewhat normal odds are yours and Penix. It ain't going to be Penix. It ain't going to be yours either. I think yours might even be coming back, I saw. That's what they say. So I, mean, so I think it, the move, if you're going to do something, a little bit on Marvin at 20 to 1. Yeah, I like that. Um. Uh, oh, before we go to college, DFS stacks, I have two yeah, this here week. Yeah, we go. I have an expensive one and a cheap one. Give me the- I'm going to do two lineups this week. But the expensive one is the Dolphins coming off a bye. Um, Waddle says he feels the best he has. So two of Tyreek Waddle, that'd be extremely expensive. You're going to have to find things elsewhere. But if you want to save some money, I like the Bears. They, the Lions, they're going to need to the Lions, shut up. <laughs> we know what the Lions defense is. It ain't great, um, especially the secondary. They are at the point right now, so Fields will be back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 90% certain they're going to move on from Fields, but with what lies within that 10% is them just having him let it rip. And DJ, we've seen your choice? DJ and Cole Komet. Cole Komet's been actually good for a while, where DJ is good three times a year for those. Yeah. He's already had one of them this year. But he's, he's, he's he, getting due. He's due for a couple more mm-hmm. where he has those huge games. So... I like the fee- I like the Bears stack probably the most. Um, the the Dolphins one probably be a little bit better in cash lineups, uh, but I like Achan this week. I think there's a chance that Achan has maybe not even in a lot of carries, but I think he I think they game plan a couple big runs for him. I think he might be highly owned. Yeah, that's probably because I yeah, I don't that, know what he costs. I imagine he's very cheap. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, getting to let's break up the two footballs real quick. I want to. I asked you off the pod. I want to ask you on the pod. NBA in season tournament thoughts. It's you like the courts. I, I hate the courts. The courts are terrible. It's too many games. Like, I don't mind the idea of something extra season. Pool play seems like too much. Could you explain to me what the in season right, tournament so does? I'm assuming we have pool play. I can't fact check this because I don't know. I, okay, so this is what I'm assuming. So the, I'm assuming they have pool play of which people will come out of each pool and go into a single or best of three elimination tournament. How? Here's my question. Yeah. They obviously have figured this out because they're going to do it. Off the top of your head, how are they ensuring everyone plays 82 games still without some kind of weird travel that schedule? I have no idea. Doesn't that seem weird? It does seem weird. And, like, they only do it on, like, Tuesdays and Saturdays, and then they just play regularly scheduled games between. See, that's not necessarily such a big deal. Like, that's what happens in Europe Europe. But that's not a tournament. No. No. They should have called it a cup. It it lines up very well with, like, not the pool play. Pool play, I don't understand. That's just adding in so many more games than is necessary. If you throw everybody into a single elimination knockout tournament, call it a cup, we're good to go. I don't don't get why they overthought this. Tournament? Equals, I can look at a bracket. You should be able to look at a bracket. Yeah. It was it was a mistake to not make it a bracket. Also, there's 32 teams in the NFL, in the NBA, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, Th- that's I, that works out really well. Like, the players have made it pretty clear they don't know what's going on, and it's like twice a week they're just showing up to play on weird floors for stakes that they really don't know what they are. I know it's year one, but it seems weird. Yeah. I assumed I knew the in season tournament was coming. I assumed like in that lull, like 25, 30 games that they all started way too early. It's like four games in they started. Agreed. Yeah. I thought there was going to be like a lull that we hit in like January, you know, maybe shortly before the all star break where we had like a one week actual yeah. tournament. That's what I thought it was going to be. That'd have been cool. All right. College football. <laughs> I have three situations to recap. Big picture question, and then we get to picks. Let's start with... Works for me. 
George is really good. George is back. George is really good. So I spent the first, what what is this, week 11, something like that? I spent the first 10 weeks thinking Michigan legitimately has a chance to win the national title. I... I'm not there anymore. Uh, I think the I think that window is gone. I think they it, just are. They make it three, and I'm not sure the Bama game is going to be close. To be honest, like that's so we can talk about that too. That's what I had next was Bama. I don't think that game is going to be close. Milrow is, which it's crazy that this is coming out of my mouth. Milrow is the great X factor there. Like he looks good if he moves them up and down the field every single possession. Like is Georgia built to stick with that? But it's. I mean, they, they are. That's the answer to the question. I think it'll be, the, it'll be tougher. The only way Georgia gets got is a situation like this weekend where maybe they're not properly motivated. I think every game they're properly motivated, they're going to destroy who's ever in their path. Yep. It's just they have dudes that no one else has. Yeah. And it's not stopping anytime soon. It's going to oh. be a big problem for the rest of the country. Um, I'd argue they, it already is. Like Ole Miss offense is awesome. And 14 points. As a team, they're pretty good. They held their offense in check as an understatement. Yeah. And they scored whatever. at will in that game. Yep. Like they called the dogs off. They uh against They're the a cut n- above again. <laughs> against the number nine team in the country. <laughs> they uh and as much as weird as he looks, Carson Beck's pretty good. Yeah. Like he's definitely a better athlete, more tools than Stetson Bennett. Yes, that's low bar, but yeah, for sure. Um Bam so before we get to Michigan, Penn State, The this kind of leans into this. Is is there a world where the SEC gets left out of the playoff? Yeah, I think there – as crazy as it is, I think there is. I don't think we're going to have that world. But we, I, we So we kind of triangulated this, this logic. If Bama beats Georgia, it becomes very difficult. And Texas wins out. And Texas wins out. It becomes very difficult short of chaos elsewhere. If there's chaos elsewhere, like – They'll always put SEC. They'll yeah. always go – but if that is the case, you can't put in Georgia over Bama because Bama will have won. You can't put in Bama over Texas because Texas beat them. Like, So in this scenario, we're looking at the number one team would be the winner of your big game. Mm-hmm. The number two team would be... I mean, Florida State or Washington, Florida State choice. Because if, I think if Florida State loses, they're out. Yes. If they lose the game. So two would be Florida State. Three would be... Whoever comes be, out of the Pac-12 it would have to be Washington. If if Georgia and Wa- or if Washington and Oregon both have a loss, they'll use that as an opportunity yeah. to sneak in an SEC. So you need for this scenario, you need Washington to run the table. And then the last team would be have to be Texas. Have to be Texas. So here's another scenario. Let's say Oregon beats Washington. Mm-hmm. Georgia's left out. No. SEC. So no. they get in over Bama. I think so. Fresh off a loss. I think so. And then Texas still gets in over Bama. So Bama loses their opener to Texas, runs the table through the SEC the rest of the year, and gets out for two years in a row. Saban would be pissed. Because you know all he's going to do is go in there and be like, we saw what TCU was last year. Because that's what he was largely saying before any of the games even played last year. He's going to beat that drum again and be like, don't make the same mistake twice. That will be cold. that would be funny. I, uh, I I might even go as far as say I hope that happens. Speaking of TCU last year, your boys had a big one. They did have a big one. They this game was tough to me to wrap my head around. Was a, I they're a very good team. I think I think they have a little bit better chance to beat a Georgia than you probably do right now. Um, I mean, I would put it at a. 25% chance yeah. they could beat Georgia. Um, Certainly not a toss-up. I I think where we have the biggest disconnect is JJ. Yep. I, where, th- I think that's well-established. I think if, if, if this situation happened with any other quarterback in any other team, I think you'd be roasting. But Maybe. since it's JJ in Michigan. But there's also no other quarterback in the country that I've seen every game from. I think that's true. But when we're looking at every game – 90% of those games, this is, again, where we have big disconnect. Most of those games you've seen him play are against very, very bad teams. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the ones, TCU, he played well. It was a loss. That's mostly on your defense than anything yes, last year. definitely. Um, he wouldn't have played the Honestly, Georgia game, right? coaching. Uh, that was Cade. He came in once it was over. 
So can't really so. put that on him. Um, but he did play very well in the Ohio State game last year. I mean, realistically um, speaking, he's been in three big games in his career now. I Where I lean to is, and I'm, again, with, like, J.J. has tools that very few people have. Yeah. My thing is, like, seeing it with my eyes, him doing it as a quarterback rather than an athlete. I, I just, given the OC was running the show, it's not like you guys ever pulled away. You needed points the entire mm-hmm. game. To not trust him to throw the ball the entire second half has to be, if you look at it from a non-Michigan fan, it's a little bit of a red flag. I, I don't think looking at it from a non-Michigan, I feel like we are such a unique entity because of Harbaugh that it's very difficult to look at things from not taking in the full picture. You know what I mean? But there's other very run-heavy teams with what's supposed to be worse quarterbacks that they would have been like, let's loosen it up a little bit and throw the ball here. Because it's not like you're worried about Penn State coming and scoring. Unless you're worried about like pick six, that kind of thing, then it's a different situation. It was also working, though. Like at no point did it... Kind of. Kind of. Yeah, agree. Like it was a one-score game until, what, two minutes left. But they just kept ticking, ticking, ticking time off the clock. Did it ever feel to you like Penn State was going to take a drive down the field? But if it's... If you get... if. Uh, one of their two running backs breaks off one big run at some point, and all of a sudden you're in a tie game, and you're like, man, we kind of been playing it safe. Well, at that point, I think th- I think they open it up. I. But I'm saying if you get to that point, then you're all of a sudden you're in trouble. You're in a tie game on the road in the fourth quarter. I don't think you're in trouble at that point. I, I think they had enough confidence that they, even if that were the case, that they wouldn't have panicked. I, I don't know. I, I guess my point here is, I'm not sure there's as much to be drawn from this game as you think there is. I think it's just a one-off that was a really weird occurrence. Because I, with if we're talking, of course, if we're talking bad quarterbacks like Drew Prine, we see this all the time. All the time. If in the terms of what are supposed to be good quarterbacks, I can't think of in 35 years, 25 of those actually watch football. I can't think of a single time this happened with a good quarterback where you're like, we're not even letting him have a chance. Yeah. To screw this up, which is, I mean, as an unbiased, that's how it felt watching it. They were like, we're not letting him screw this up. I don't necessarily, I don't disagree with the first point. I do disagree with the second point. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know even necessarily know how to argue with. I just, I don't think that any other team looks at that situation the same way that Harbaugh and, and Sharon Moore do. The, I, I think that they were it was working to not not in terms of just black and white like every game is you know six seven yard run in terms of they kept getting the re, the reaction that they wanted from the plays running the ball consistently taking time off the clock consistently that there just wasn't a reason to do anything else but if you're up 14 17 20 points I'd buy that because there's no re- – you needed points. But with that defense against that offense, did you? I mean, it was a one-score game for a long time. and it's, I, I know. And I get – it throw, like with him being the OC, it's against lesser competition. We've seen he obviously has no problem letting J.J. light up lesser competition. As soon as it was a game that was somewhat in doubt, he's like, uh-uh. You're, it's not happening with I you. I just don't think it's that straightforward. But we'll we'll find out in two weeks because he's, if JJ doesn't throw the ball in two weeks, we're gonna lose. Gonna lose. Um, we will find out. And I think it's almost like I'm I'm not even a JJ McCarthy guy, and I think I might have more confidence in him than this more this OC at this point. I just it I've never. Seeing something I've never seen in 25 years of watching football is weird. I've seen this with bad quarterbacks. I haven't seen it with a good quarterback. I also, I don't know. Maybe, maybe this. And I am, I'm fully willing to admit I might just have the wrong perspective on this. It, it we, when we when we talk about trust, I think there's a chance that it wasn't so much a lack of trust in JJ. It was an over amount of trust in run protection and. The running backs. But I can't say with almost full confidence if, say, Bijan was still at Texas and they played OU mm-hmm. and they did this with Quinn Ewers, I think you'd be firing off a couple jokes about Quinn Ewers. Like, I think... Potentially, but and if, Quinn, if, if, if Harbaugh was their coach... I, but I, I'm saying even if they have a run-heavy attack... And you guys have been airing it out a lot this year. Like, it hasn't... It's ag- been... Agreed. 
it's been a lot of pass attempts until this week when it was a game that got tighter. I just so I'm not I'm not necessarily arguing point A and point B. I'm arguing that I don't know that I'm sold that they're connected. Yeah, it's just weird. We we will find. I mean, I'm not saying it's not weird, but it's also weird. how many games does that happen ever? I think it was just something weird. Do you think truth serum in your arm? Yep. Not knowing what defense was coming had anything to do with it. All right, so I will I will take a step back and say, and, I've, and I will fully admit this, I'm not a football, like I know baseball inside and out. I don't know football inside and out like that. I would say 15% marginal gain. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know what that impact looks like. I mean, if it's what the some of the naysayers say, if they truly knew like everything that was going to be run, it's a massive impact. I'm not sure it was that that heavy. I tend to agree with that. Like it's just not the same as knowing a fastball is coming. Like that the, is such an advantage. But like knowing, like knowing what pressure is coming is a huge advantage. Knowing what kind of mm-hmm. whether they're in quarters or man, it's a huge advantage. The, the one thing, because what I go back to is when I look, I'm like, this dude throw the ball eight times. He is a. I have a different view view on him in the NFL than others. College, like he is a good college quarterback. Just in college, tools go. We've seen it a million yeah. times. We were looking at Heisman list a couple days ago. Tools get the job done in college. Yeah. That's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. The man's a good college quarterback. The only way I can start to wrap my head around things, because I like to make sense of things, is that Sharon would have been like, this is the first real game. We don't know what's coming. I can't risk mistakes being I made. Definitely then, I definitely wouldn't say for sure that that's not the... Then seven of eight makes a ton of sense where it's like, we don't have to risk anything. Why would we risk anything? I don't want to give JJ something. He doesn't know what's coming Let's just run the ball. Then it makes a whole lot of sense. Um, But like you said, Ohio in a couple weeks, you can't, JJ can't throw the ball eight times and win that game. I am very worried about the pass protection in that game. Because they, Ohio's got dudes on the edge. Chop got, which I didn't realize this. Chop, the Walter football is my top 10 pick. Like he apparently He's a good is player. very good, but the way he was carving up, I think it was Barnhart who was the right tackle. He carved like, him up. Everything chop is JT is and more. I know I'm concerned. And they're, they have two very good corners at Ohio state, but I, I think Michigan wins the game, but my confidence levels 55% in that. Yeah, I'm probably probably closer to sixty. Um, but the last two years, I I was eighty a week ago. So the last two years, I was ninety percent. Ohio State would win that game, so take it with a grain of salt. Um, I I obviously think JJ plays better against Ohio. It's it will be pretty close to impossible not to. Um, I also think it's important who you play this week. Maryland. I think it's important. You just let them dice them up. Yeah. Like, throw it 50 times. It, you, there's no danger of I, losing that game. I don't think that happens, but I, I do agree with I don't, the logic. You got – you have – the man just – and as the much as – The man doesn't think like us. That's what it comes down to. And he Harbaugh is in the building all week, so – It will be it will be Harbaugh's game plan. But like, also, I have no doubt about that. JJ's a 20-year-old kid. As much as Harbaugh or Sean can go into his ear and be like, hey, this is the reason you didn't throw – it was working this. It's still a 20 year old kid in the back of their mind is like, I don't know. I don't think he cares. I genuinely don't think he, no, cares. I don't think he cares from like a win loss. I do think JJ is a win over everything guy. Yes. I think it's in the back of his head. Like it's impossible to be a 20 year old kid and not think like, well, do they doubt my oh, ability? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Do I they doubt you. my ability yep. a little bit? I think if they went to him and said the game plan this week is you throw five times, I think we win. And JJ's like, you, if, it, if like, we win, cares? yeah, I don't care. Yep. I do buy that with JJ. I think he's a gamer, 100%. I worry about, in the back of his head, like, well, are they doing this? Is it a me thing? Yeah. And that could not play yeah, out well. He's a confident kid, but there are there's limits to that kind of stuff. And yep. with, if you're looking at, I was thinking, like, what do NFL guys think about him? I think your best comp for JJ, if you want to look at something, because there is a very good, big-armed, big quarterback, athletic quarterback in the NFL right now, that was underwhelming in college. His Josh name's Allen. Josh Allen. Yep. It's like 
Josh Allen had games at Wyoming. You're looking at the box score like, what happened here? Mm-hmm. And that he's just that dude in the pros. I think that's if you're going to take him with like a top 30 pick, that's what you're selling yourself on. Yeah. You swap extreme speed for physicality, but it's a sim- similar style, like similar being able to run. I mean, JJ gets a couple more years in the weight room. He could be as big, could be be as, big yeah. as Josh, too. Um, uh, here's a question. This is, isn't related to anything. Every broadcast that I've watched all season long claims that JJ can run a 4-4. Thoughts? He's not going to. But I think... Right? No, he's not going to. Every single week. I think he's very fast. He might run a 4-6 or something. 4-6, yeah. 4-4 is incredibly fast. And 4-6, if if he's a quarterback and he goes and runs a true 4-6, people's eyes are going to light up. If he runs a 4-4... Yeah. Yeah, 4-4 is... might kill a scout. If he were a 4-4 guy, it would be very apparent in the games. It would be... uh, which, did, I mean, he's very fast, but yes. he's not like... It would be getting Jane the corner Daniels. and gone. Like, yeah. I don't think Shoelace ran a 4-4. And Shoelace Probably. was fast, fast. Yeah. Um, for picks this week... Oh, staying- I got two. I got two more things before we move on, quickly. Uh, one, Michigan threw the ball one time in the second half. Before that play, I told Witt, this looks like play action. And it was. Um, that's not, hashtag knowledge. The and other- I will say... That was a touchdown if he sees the right guy on that play. Yeah, I wasn't. I'm, yeah. I'm such a ball follower that I, I didn't look at that, but I take your word for it. Um, the other one is, we t- we talked about this earlier today. This is a, yeah, we'll get we'll get into that next week, the the Ryan Day point. We'll get into that before, before the game. We'll save that one. I'm very excited to talk Ryan Day. Uh, Shoelace ran a 4-3. I'm going to change my mind. I'm As of right now, I'm going to say JJ runs a 4-5-7. Yeah. Which is incredibly hedge. fast. Hedge splitting the because I just saw Devin Gardner ran a four six five. He's faster oh. than Devin Gardner. Yes, Devin was a thick boy. People yeah. forget that. Also, he... a terrible college quarterback. People don't forget that. Okay, this was his pro day time. Oh, which is okay, di- okay. <laughs> different story. Yeah, I say his combine time four surely, five seven. Surely Devin didn't get an invite to the NFL combine. Um. I would imagine he was not present at the combine. I don't think anybody would um, Yeah, these appear to be pro day numbers. Yeah. Which, uh... Grain of salt. Several grains of salt. Everywhere. We do Alpha Dog Pro Day. You and I ran four sixes. <laughs> sure did. Um, staying on Michigan, I love them this week at minus 19. Maryland's a bad football bad team. Bad football team. Yep, agreed. Michigan is going to view it as a tune-up. For Ohio. I'd certainly hope so. I mean, it quite literally is a tune-up for Ohio. If they were smart, they're going to let J.J. just whip it around, put up huge numbers. If anything, just to be a confidence builder. And You know what that means. That means Coram's going to get 30 carries. <laughs> I just, like, I don't Everything know. that I think he's going to do, he ends up doing the opposite. So it's And if the same thing happens this year, like say make the playoff, lose to Florida State in week one, You'll be in that tough spot that we ended up in with Kelly, where it's like it's tough to argue against the process when you're winning 11, 12 games and going to the playoff. But it's also tough to argue against you got to win a title. You end up in the middle there. When, if that is my concern at, during this off season, I will be ecstatic. See, I, that that was the case for me for a while too, and now I'm in. No, I mean as in there's oh that Harbaugh's still there, being able to have that discussion like. Yeah, the Harbaugh still being there, there'd be no sanctions. We Sanction. very well may win a title, but what happens after this year, if it's not doom and gloom, I'm good with. I don't – I think sanctions will be only to times that Connor Stallions was in the program. Like, I think they could wipe out the 2021 season. I think they'll wipe out a majority of this season, which could wipe out a title. I'm. You think- don't see anything going forward? I definitely don't see a postseason ban going forward. I see maybe they take some scholarships, which well, would can, hurt but not be a huge deal. You can get creative. I, I think it's much more likely that, honestly, this could be the conspiracy theorist on me. I think you're going to have big trouble winning the title this year just because the NCAA is going to do what they can to make sure it doesn't happen. <laughs> like I think you're going to have some phantom calls. I think you may not get a great first that matchup. Said, I thought that was going to be the case on Saturday, and if anything, it was the opposite. You so. did get some... Pretty Some big calls. Very generous calls. Um, Did not see that coming. It would have been pretty on the nose to do it Saturday. The you, day. <laughs> it would have been pretty on the nose to wait within 24 hours of kickoff to suspend him. Those Maybe. are Big Ten officials for Big Ten games, right? Yeah, I would Playoff, so. kind of an open book. It's guys 
they don't have to go to the big house anytime soon. True. I think that's where it gets dicey um, because then it gives the NCAA the beautiful chef kiss, chef's kiss out, which they do all the time. Where they can say all those wins from 2021 and half the wins from 2022 have been vacated. Michigan realizes what they did. They're like, man, that's a pretty big penalty. It ain't a penalty. Right, yeah. And then everybody can move on with their lives. If you win a title. That is a very nice out. It ties their hands heavily. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm not sure that we're going to have to worry about that. Um, but for this week, I love minus nine. nine that's three. Sc- Maryland, Penn State, who we just saw, struggles to score the ball. Drew Aller lit up Maryland, and yeah. they won by 40 points. I have that I, I have that one in uh, a 10-point teaser. All Big Ten. So I took Rutgers. That moved it to uh, 30 and a half at Penn State. Like, I, I know Penn State is better than Rutgers, but like 30 and a half for Penn State to beat anybody. Uh, Michigan, that moves them to minus nine and a half. And then I can't help but get in on the Illinois Iowa <laughs> under. That moves it to 40 and a half. My two, or my, other than Michigan, I'm just going Michigan or Washington money line. Yeah, I have I, that as well. I like that bet a lot. What, what, what is there? I, I don't get that one. They haven't looked great since the Oregon game. I'm taking my chance uh, against Oregon State. Uh, yeah. I, no, I'm going heavy into it. Um, do you have any other picks? I have a. I have one more. One more parlay. I moved Georgia to minus nine and a half at Tennessee. I want to say it was like eleven and a half, something like that. So I bought two points and I parlayed that with Missouri money line at home against Florida. Takes it to plus. Want to wait before we wrap quickly? I want to do our weekly talking Heisman. Um, so we're officially in a four person race, and you, you got to think based on the Pac 12 twi- title game, one of the four get eliminated. Yeah, definitely. so you can call it a three person race with take your choice Pac 12 quarterback. Let's say Bo, Jaden Daniels, Marvin Harrison. So I told you a few weeks ago, get in on Jaden Daniels. Even with a loss, his odds have shortened since then. Yep. His numbers are so much better than everybody else's. Can't, Caleb, I believe, won it with three losses last year. Yeah, I we're, think we're in that Caleb territory where the numbers are just so good. That Lamar they did it too. The the win loss. Lamar yeah. Jackson won it with three losses. Um, if Marvin does puts up ten for two hundred and two against Michigan, yeah. If he if he beats Michigan on his own, it'll be his trophy. It will be a Marvin Harrison trophy. And I will be kicking myself to a very large extent because we sniffed that one out a long time ago. So I th- really any of these four guys, I would not be shocked if any of them won. Yep. If I had to handicap it, I'd probably go Knicks. Yeah, I think Bo Bo has a lead, but other the other two have. Very real chance, and even Penix, if they come, if they somehow beat Oregon and he has a huge game, yeah, they're gonna like, do that. I don't think they beat I am him either. Extremely confident that they aren't going to do that. Bo's all the way down to plus one ten. Jaden's at plus three twenty. Marvin's at plus four seventy five. No one else is shorter than forty to one. Yeah. Only three people then up to a hundred to value one. wise. I like Jaden. If, like if if I had you know put put a, a couple couple bucks on that, Jaden's where I'd go. I know place. you'll get two of them. I'm sp- I want to see. So let's take 100 to 1, kick them out. We have the big four. There's three more that are shorter than 100 to 1. Can you name them? I think you can get two of them. The third one, I don't, I don't know if you'll get. Jordan Travis has to be yep. one of them. They're all quarterbacks, I'll tell you that. Okay, that makes it a little easier. Is JJ still there? No, 100 to 1. Carson Beck? That's what I didn't think you'd get. Carson Beck is at 40 to 1. And then we both put preseason on this guy. Quinn Ewers? Nope. No. He is with JJ to 100. Oh, Milrow. Milrow. Comeback season. Granted, these guys are 40 to 1, 50 to 1, 60 to 1. But Carson Beck, that's been kind of, he was nowhere near this. He's I don't been think for very, a while. very good. Uh, I feel like that just reinforces the process of quarterbacks at your perennial winners are always worth a look. No matter how Stetson Bennett-y they are. And 13, 12 weeks ago, if I would have looked you in the eye and said, with two weeks left in the season, with neither of these guys missing a single snap due to injury, Caleb Williams and Drake May will be 200 to 1. I would have been To win the Heisman. 200 to 1. Neither of them with an injury. Nope. Absolutely stunned. That's crazy. 
Michigan has two guys at 100 to 1. Those two are 200 to 1. That's crazy. Ali Gordon is 200 to 1. That's a name that I have never heard. What about Trey Benson? <laughs> what about Trey Benson? Same. Quinchin Judkins? That's the Ole Miss running back. Who, who is an absolute freak? DJ Ulugalele. I mean, I know the name. I wouldn't say. Patrick Estime? Yeah. And Roma Dunze. Rome's a beast. I'm not sure that he's going to be a good player in the in the NFL. He's got a little little Kelvin Benjamin to him too, but he's a very fun college player. I will give you a million shrewd bucks if you can tell me who the favorite is to win the Bear Bryant Award. It appears to be Coach, coach of, the year. of the Year. I only know that because I made the Harbaugh joke last week. Um, I've never seen this name in my life okay, a I'm, single time. I'm not going to spend a lot of time guessing. I'm going to go with the coach of doesn't count but go ahead james madison no i don't know i'm gonna say the name you tell me who he coaches sure kalen DeBoer. that's the washington coach yep what's this man look he walk in here right now i wouldn't know who i he wouldn't is. either i've i've do white or black white i've watched him play a couple a couple times this year but he is a very generic looking human how about ryan day at 11 to 1 that is insane insane he has the fifth shortest odds. That is unbelievable. <laughs> He's ahead of Kirby, Saban, Jed Fish at Arizona, the Missouri coach. Jed Fish or the Missouri coach would have been great choices. Yeah, I think Lance Leopold at KU should be higher. They they dropped some stupid ones this year, too. But they're ter- they were terrible. Yeah. So that's the, uh, that's the show. It's largely not much going on this week, but next week's show will be quite the we preview. We'll have to be early. Hell yeah. Later.